Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. You are tuned in to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, hosted by Jay, Aaron and Big Tasty Ben Jackson. Boom, let's go Ignite. Welcome to the AEW podcast uh, review from the Untitled <laughs> Wrestling Podcast. Easy for me to say. That's, that's a lot of words that are very nearly in the right order. <laughs> yeah. You said um, it's still better than Dasha's intro in this week, so that's fine. Wow. <laughs> Straight in there. I was I was I was stumbling over my words like Chris Jericho on Twitter that, that line last night. Um, like Deathmatch like Death Legend Luther stumbling on the ring open. <laughs> stumbling around like a drunk. Coming out of a pub at two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, <laughs> so I thought this was an alright episode of Dynamite, what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean it was it, it was for a go home show, it was a little little okay. Yeah, but, but they've been doing really good build the last few weeks, so they didn't really have to do anything this week. It was more a case of just spinning the wheels and putting the last few little bits in place. Yeah, so I've just realised I'm not introduced us properly. So as always, my name's Jay. I'm joined by Big Tasty Ben Jackson and what up? Aaron, the Statman Suckliff. How are we, chaps? Mister Statcliff himself. Um, I've got like escalating anxiety at the moment. If you're not listening to this, obviously you're not listening to this right now. Um, it's currently in what I would call the the mid-late stages of the US election results. And yeah, it, it, it looks like it's going to be okay, but you know, there's still that little fear. So yeah, I mean, I was, I'm, I'm going to give a special two little, two little election shout outs I want to give before we get into the podcast. One special shout out to Cobb County, Georgia mentioned in the Big Boss Man's original theme music for voting you know, <laughs> heavily for Joe Biden when they weren't expected to. And so no more Confederate flags there. And a second, <laughs> second shout-out to um, to former Aces and Ace member Tito Ortiz who won election to local government. Was Tito Ortiz in the Aces and Eights? Very briefly. He counted <laughs> Rampage. They, so, Men of Mafia brought in Rampage and then they, they brought Tito Ortiz in. And they both got, like, they both had to leave because they couldn't do MMA and wrestle at the same time because they weren't allowed. Of course. Um, so. Sounds alright. How, and then, and then, and then how have we got into TNA already? <laughs> and then the fight didn't even happen. So, it was all a waste hey, we of time. Got it, we got into 20 TNA on the news because there was a story about someone from it. No, Troy brought it up. <laughs> Just to have a go about yeah. 20 TNA. Um, to have a go about 90s WCW at the same time. <laughs> Early 90s, uh, I should say. Uh, anyway, so the start, the show starts with um, Jericho putting over Hager for his win at Bellator. Um, <laughs> right, before I go to the desk and do some amazing commentary, I want to give a little credit to Jake Hager defeating Brandon Connor, Brandon Cutler, whatever his name is, it doesn't matter. Um, his name is Brandon Callan. Hey, we, 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 we have to be nice to Jericho and Hager tonight. They've had over a couple of days. Yeah. That's, that's, that's like... Their boy took on hell of a bit. lightly. Putting it very lightly. Fuck me. Um, <laughs> MJF interrupts. He says he doesn't want any, te- any tension between him and Jericho. Uh, Jericho sa- says he lacks a killer instinct and is soft. MJF takes exception to that. S A W F T. 
So <laughs> I didn't think about that. You know, I, I forgot that even existed until you just mentioned it. And I used to love I didn't it. until I saw on Twitter that MJF tweeted saying next person who calls me soft, I'm gonna jump over the guardrail and slap. And then <laughs> I, I looked at the comments to see how many people actually said that. And it was literally full of Enzo fucking gifts. I was like, oh, Christ. I mean, he's, he's got to be careful when he says that, because you know Enzo will do anything to get booked. Yeah, uh... that's problematic already. Um, <laughs> so we get we get to the match, which is MJF and Wardlow versus Sammy and Ortiz. Um, well, before the match, Jericho, whilst he's coming out, Judas is playing, JR, this is on my iPad. It's my pre-game ritual. Tony, well, you should know the words by now. He still doesn't sound. He still doesn't sound. Yeah, he, he did just, actually quote the lyrics earlier, later in the night. Yeah, though. he, he think, says I, them. Got a feeling JR sings in the shower. <laughs> yeah. Also, this and was a. This was a. So, um, sorry, go ahead, Aaron. Uh, just when Wardlow comes out as well, um, there's a chant of "We want Wardlow." He's he's getting like kind of primed to be like their next big baby face. Yeah, Wardlow's money man. He's, uh, like there he's, is a chance lo- for Wardlow. There's I, also a, there's I also do, a chance of soft really throughout like the match Wardlow. as well, which is quite yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also today, today we hear the lesser spotted inner circle theme music. Yeah, it's weird that they've because I, I really like the inner circles entrance music. I think it's quite good. Yeah, with Judas bangs very, like, so hard that if, Gen- if Jericho's yeah, ever involved, they have to Judas play Judas. Bangs, if Jericho comes out with them, it's got to be fucking Judas played. Yeah. Um, Aaron, you look confused there. Are you all right? What? Are you just talking about the normal inner circle tune? Yeah, they just they rarely play yeah. it nowadays. That's all. Uh, yeah, I was totally confused. I was like, yeah. is there a different <laughs> version? Or? No, no, no. They, they, it's never played. It's either proud and powerful or to, it's, to be fair, or it's Jericho. Yeah. As I've said that, I'm trying to think, what does the inner circle music it do, it, actually it says, go it, like? It actually says like inner circle <laughs> quite a few times yeah. like, in, the, in the music. It's basically uh, like a slowed down version of um, the Bullet Club theme. But replace uh, Bullet Club with inner circle. Pretty much. Um, inner circle for, for, for life. <laughs> Not far off, mate. Um, that's quite, quite close. Uh, if you're unsure go on Apple Music or Spotify find it there also find us um, I think AEW are very good at putting the music on Spotify aren't they I know they just released yeah. the, the new they, they, they put it out, everything like, they, they tweet out like what days they're putting stuff on so like they had three new entrance musics in the last like three weeks and they put each one out a different day this week um, which was quite cool Um so the match starts anyway with Ortiz and Wardlow. Uh, Wardlow's too strong for him. Ortiz like um, trying to cut the big man down. MGF shaking his willy as the mad- match starts on the apron. Yeah, well, they, they do that sort of tease, don't they? So MGF like <laughs> they, they do yeah. a really good job through the only match that they sort of, obviously the, the sort of the sort of pairing they tease is Sammy versus MGF, and they they sort of start with that, and then they both sort of do the double the switchy at the start. Yeah, and MGF yeah as, so, he, as, he, as he removes as he tags out he, he gets onto the apron and he. Uh, Touches himself in a rather inappropriate manner. Shakes his winky. Um, <laughs> grabs, his, yeah. grabs his package, I believe, would be the, the probably way of saying it. So, some say if you shake it more than twice, it falls off. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Wardlow's too strong for him anyway. MJF tags in after like Wardlow's like grounded Ortiz and starts beating him down. Um, MJF and Wardlow keep Ortiz isolated for a little while. 
There's a miscommunication yeah, he, by he, he gets the real like babyface isolation in the early in the early match. Yeah. Well, I was I was about to say, um, do you think that with with um, Sammy, the way he was portrayed like on this show in this match, that the maybe they're gonna have MJF replace Sammy in the inner circle and then turn Sammy face. I mean, they could because he was very, very faithful. Or kick Jericho out and Sammy goes with Jericho. Possibly, but then I don't think Jericho's going to get cheered anytime soon after this week. (laughs) Uh Um, Anyway, so, yeah. I mean, there's... Yeah, they they book book Sammy like real babyface in this match. To an extent. Yeah. That's what I was so, thinking. Uh, like, I mean, he could definitely get cheered. He could definitely get over the face. He, he was getting like a little bit of a cheer and then he was a lot more of his offense was more baby face than if he was like working heel. Where like sometimes when he'll do, he'll go to do like the big move and he'll jump off the top rope and slap someone instead of like hitting like a 450. Yeah. He was just doing a 450. <laughs> but yeah, there's a miscommunication by MGF and Wardlow. Um, so a little bit earlier on, MJF throws Ortiz in the ropes. Wardlow puts his foot up, and Ortiz like crumbled. They go to do it again. Ortiz like sidesteps MJF and throws him into Wardlow, and MJF kind of just stops dead and then turns round and Ortiz makes the hot tag. Um, where are we? So Sammy tags in. He hits. He hits jumping knees on Wardlow and MJF. Hits a springboard crossbody on both of them and dives on. So when he hits the double crossbody, Jericho shouts, that's a passer double. Yeah, I did not. And he goes, <laughs> I was on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> and then drops a Dancing, in the stars re- Dancing with the Stars reference. Yeah, which is, like, which is Jericho great. was so fucking funny on commentary as always. I, he really was. Um, uh, we, we, we say it all the time, he does that job again, even here, he, he does it all night as well tonight, he does a really good job of, of being a heel, but yet still putting people over. Which we, we, we say yeah. every time, Every time a heel's on commentary in AEW, we say it, but that's something they do really well. I, I like the fact that on this on this episode, he was um, he kept bringing up that Tony like shouted at him last week. Yeah, and, and then because of that, he goes, "You know, what my favorite wrestler move is when the Young Bucks double super kicks Tony Schiavone." Yeah, he said that in a, in a picture in picture. Yeah, and then he said it. He said it on the proper thing as well. Didn't yeah, he? then he complained that it was in picture in picture, and he said he was going to say it again when they came back. <laughs> and then said, "said they super kicked the stupid mustache off his face." <laughs> Fucking excellent. Um, anyway, so Sammy hits the springboard crossbody, dives on MJF on the outside. Uh, Ortiz and Sammy go for a double superplex on MJF. Wardlow saves him by shoving Sammy onto the stage and then pulling Ortiz down. MJF double stomps on Ortiz's arm, and then that's basically him working over Ortiz's arm for the rest of the match now. Um, and up for the salt of the earth, presumably. Yeah. Ortiz cactus clotheslines Wardlow and then semi, Sammy and MJF have a back and forth where like MJF was kind of showing he could match Sammy yeah, for it. Yeah, uh, quite athletic, good. I enjoyed that. For the whole yeah. like 10 seconds that it lasted. It was cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Sammy hits uh, the GTH for a two count. That looked really good, by the way. That's a really, I, I, I haven't seen that move a lot, but it, it's real nice. It, it is his finisher, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I mean, that or it's something. I've seen him it's do like a... 6.30 is the yeah. other one. Normally, I see him yeah. do a top rope, a top rope thingy yeah. more, but, you know. He does, a, he does a really good 4.50 as well, to be fair, Sammy. 
he's just he's just excellent. The only, the only, thing, the only thing he did today that wasn't very sort of good looking, he, that standing shooting start fresh was a little iffy near the start. But mm. apart from that, everything else, I think I think he was on the on the money today. I think everything he did looked really crisp. I think he was on fire. Yeah. You can tell he's like really trying to obviously with like the Matt Hardy match where there was a lot of like fuck ups. It feels like he's trying to rebuild his brand a bit. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's been a rough six months for Sammy. Like you know, he got took off TV, yeah. understandably and, re- and rightly so. Um, he's yeah. just had to come through the consequences of something he did a while back, and he's he's really, he's obviously had to work very hard behind the scenes to rebuild his his trust amongst you know the, the higher ups, and now he has to rebuild the, the sort of trust he has with the fans after the Mahardy thing, after the you know the comments he made, and etc. And I think he's yeah. he's he's trying his best really, and it's just showing he's, he's putting up he's putting together some really good really good shit. So yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of his, um, and hopefully, hopefully, as I say, his star kind of continues to grow. Um, Wardlow hit, hits an F ten on Ortiz. Ortiz took that horribly. Yeah, he like, lands on like the side of his knee on, or something. Yeah, he like lands on his knees. I was like, oh fuck off. Um, Sammy breaks it up with a splash um, off the top, which looked very RVD esque. Actually, very Eddie Guerrero esque. Yeah. He kept, to be fair, he kept I thought that was and Sammy to Eddie, didn't he? You thought that was the finish. What the F ten or the splash? The no, the F ten. I didn't expect Sammy to just jump on him. Ah, uh, you could tell because yeah. they zoomed the camera right in. So you knew something was coming. I, they, they, did a, they, did a, they did a real close camera shot of the pin. Yeah. No, I didn't yeah. even realize. Sammy then hits a 450 springboard clothesline onto MJF on the outside. It was like an axe handle sort of thing, was it? Yeah. The camera didn't catch it very well, I don't think. It looked a bit... I think they it got the wrong like, angle. Yeah, it looked like he barely caught MJF with it as well. Um, and then he, he looks over to Serpentico, goes to high-fiving him, high-fiving, gives him the, the middle finger. Serpentico throws the chair at him and it's revealed it's Matt Hardy. First, um, Sammy Guevara. Now, Matt Hardy pretending to be the legendary Serpentico. <laughs> what is going on? This disrespect has to end. That disrespect. I, I did. I did like though that it kind of came full circle with that. Um, obviously, that's, Sammy when he came back attacked Matt Hardy dressed as Serpentico. That's not the only thing that came full circle in this little in this little micro segment. So, as this was happening, or after it happened, Matt Hardy was smirking and walking away. Jericho was going furious on commentary because his boy's just been hit by a chair. He, he, he demands that Hardy gets kicked out of the show, to which JR replies, he's got a ticket. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> I enjoyed that a lot. I've got a ticket. Um, yeah, then back in the ring, MJF locks in the salt of the earth on Ortiz to win. Um, after the match, MJF and Wardlow walk, walk off up the ramp. And MJF just charges Jericho, spears him through the commentary set. That, I mean, um, they, 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 set, they set that up. For, I, I mean, they set that up really well. I, I looked away for a second because of the match. Over, and then yeah. all of a sudden, I, I just heard the noise of like MJF going through like the yeah. scenery with Jericho. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. Yeah, because the way they did it as well, they made it look like MJF was just going to go over and say something to Jericho and then walk off. Yeah, but he, he got a lot of speed he, very quickly. When he, when yeah, he and he charge just charged him. them. Um, and then afterwards, Wardlow, Hager, and Santana break it up, and Jericho's just like seen smiling about about it. Yeah, he kind of sells that he was like, "Ooh, that's sort of the mean streak he was looking for." Maybe you know. Yeah. Um. While while they're rebuilding the commentary set, um, they they sh- have a backstage interview with Shivani from earlier in the day, uh, interviewing Kenny Omega, 
Uh, Kenny says he's relocated to. <laughs> this is a great little opener. So they, they start off and like um, Tony's petting this dog. And Tony's like, oh, this is, a, this is a great dog. And Kenny's like, yeah, it's not even my dog. This isn't even my it's house. It's not even my house. <laughs> did, did you see um, a nice little Easter egg in that scene as well? So on the coffee table next to, uh, not the coffee table, side table next to Kenny, mm. there was two pictures, wasn't there? One of the pictures was a picture of Don Callis and Kenny's uh, uncle, the Golden Sheik. Oh, right. uh, from yeah. like, yeah. from like the the the, the early days of their the career. The photo shows like black... up in the promo later on as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it was like yeah. a black and white photo of it. It was really cool. Yeah. Um. Um. So before you carry on, is that just quickly before that, actual Kenny, um, the stroppy bastard. Pack will break his silence that. tonight. That's a bit Excal- harsh. Excalibur's <laughs> gonna get fucking battered when Pack gets back over the channel. Stroppy bastard. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't call him that if there was any chance he could hear me. <laughs> hey, with them ears, he can definitely yeah. hear you. <laughs> I mean, we'll get to it later, but they were looking very bat-like tonight, weren't they? Hey, Aaron, oh. he's not that far from you. I wouldn't say that fucking that far, mate. <laughs> We don't know where he is. He could, be in, he could be in America, but I know. We don't know. Uh, we don't know where Yeah, he is. well, if they're building him up, he's got a quarantine for two weeks. I've got a feeling I've you got like, a feeling he'll be already over there. That could have been yeah, that could have been filming ever. Exactly. I reckon he I reckon he's filmed like a month in advance. Uh more on that later though. Um yeah, so Ken, Kenny basically says he's relocated to Jacksonville to focus on the match. And he he Shivani brings up the fact that the two people Kenny beat were subs for the people he was meant to face. And Kenny kind of like makes it sound like it was harder because he didn't, he had less time to prepare. Which that, that, cool. that was a really interesting way of looking at that tournament, which they haven't gone into before. But yeah, when you, when you, it's only when I thought back, I was like, oh shit, yeah, it was like Kenny yeah. beat. Mm. You could, you could say obviously, you, like, Tony was trying to claim maybe that Kenny had it slightly easier because mm. he had to beat, you know, um, and Kiss, uh, whereas Hangman had to go through Wardlow. And then, but yeah, Kenny makes Tony made a very good point, and then he made a point saying, obviously, Tony Khan, he's into soccer, he's into American football. If this was a tournament in in one of those sports, he'd get by. He wouldn't even have to wrestle. He, he should just go straight through. So yeah, um, and the the other the other thing as well that was mentioned was uh, by Kenny before he like the final little bit. He said he was saying, to be honest, I was prepared. I was already like training myself for Wardlow. Yeah, he business. said Wardlow is his pick. Again, just a little yeah. bit. He wasn't. He, he, this is a very subtle promo from Kenny. He wasn't. He wasn't outwardly heelish or anything like that. There was just like little, little sprinkles. There was, there was little shades of grey. Little, little heely cupcake sprinkles on top of the icing. It was, you know. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, he said, "It's his destiny to win the tournament because he wins every tournament he enters, um, at least once." Uh, after this, we got Trent versus Miro. Miro cuts promo saying that. Um, uh, Miro's debut next. He's two and all, so how's it his debut? It's his singles, singles debut. debut. He said, oh. he, just because he'd obviously been in tag team matches only. Um, did it say singles debut though? He did say singles debut. Yeah. Okay. I didn't hear um, that. Then. The, to be fair, the show was riddled with audio issues. I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was. They, 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 um, there's a thing that they do it a lot where they like don't forget they forget to turn one of the speakers off or something. They forget to mute what's going through the fucking screen. Yeah, yeah, what's going through the actual place. So you hear like an I echo had to of rewatch. 
Yeah, I had to rewatch it all on YouTube where they'd actually isolated the fucking sound so you could hear what JR was saying. Um, you, th- you think Kevin done it? I would like box by now, wouldn't you? But oh well, Kevin done that there. It's Kevin Sullivan Kevin from Sullivan, um, sorry, that's the one from TNA. That's it. Uh, TNA always had TNA always had fine audio like back in, back in the day. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe it's because it's it unbearable to listen. Maybe, to. Well, to be honest, <laughs> it's it, it's um. <laughs> To be honest, it's only really um, when they're in Daly's place they have that problem. Yeah, it's because it's. I think it's because it's like an amphitheater, isn't it? So I don't know if that like makes it more challenging. Or I'm assuming it does. But yeah. Um, anyway, we we have Trent versus Miro. Miro gets on the mic and says Trent's mum didn't teach him any manners, and then Trent literally just fucking dropped Miro <sighs> I mean, in the face. I mean, Jr. Jr. All all this over a video game. It wasn't over a video game. It was over an arcade machine. So it was, like that it was over a wedding gift. Um, so that point is invalid. Yeah, but to be fair, JR's an old man. He doesn't know what video is. JR is a bit of a boomer. He doesn't. Uh, he thinks pretty. Fits, it's, it's all Pokemon's. The way it starts is Miro goes. This match is until you fall because you're stupid, you're ignorant, and your mom. And then Trent goes. Ex- explodes out of the corner. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Miro ends up fighting off Trent. It's a really nice looking swinging back suplex. Um, Chuck and Kip start brawling on, at ringside to the back. Orange stops Pe- Penelope from um, going to the back um, after them. Miro Jericho, Jericho with a banger. Um, you know what galore means in Bulgarian? Power. It means power, Excalibur. So when he's going powers galore, it means power, power. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Chris. Yeah, talking, talking sense. He's, he talked a lot of sense. Sweet Jericho, I like him. Good guy. Um, there's a great spot hey. where um, Penelope hey. Ford slaps the sunglasses off of OC, and he just we'll gets that. Yeah, he, yeah oh, when, I, I, I thought we were there already. Sorry, my mistake. When, oh, when I've, got, Penelope, I've got one little bit to talk about leading up to that. When Penelope shows up, Jericho goes, "There's Penelope there." Speaking of trash. Yeah, <laughs> Jericho's just absolute gum throwing fire on it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Miro misses a corner splash, bites off, bites Trent off again, tosses him into the ring post, and then they brawl around the ring. And then we get to the Penelope Ford spot. If you want to do the honors, big tasty. That was lovely. So, yeah, it's Penelope Ford. Orange Cassidy sort of like goes because obviously Chuck and um, Chris of, of Sabian have gone, they've, they've sort of brawled away. If Sabian, then, Chris Sabian's Chris Sabian, mate. I said Sabian. No, I was, I was, I was, yeah, Chris. <laughs> Whatever. You know, either that guy, the, the one from Nottingham. Mm. Um, Shottingham. Uh, Norwich. Anyway. <laughs> Norwich. That's Magnus, mate. Friend of the podcast. Friend of the brewery. Um, yeah, so anyway, they, 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 get into, they, they get into like a little location outside. Penelope slaps Orange Cassidy. And it's, it's, I mean, to be fair, it was a hell of a slap. His sunglasses got absolutely flying. It's Cassidy yeah. just sort of Cassidy just sort of dead so no sells it. You think he's gonna do something? He just picks the sunglasses off Penelope Ford's head. She's got them like pushed up on the top of her, picks her like very, very attractive looking sunglasses off, very, very fancy sunglasses and just horn rimmed. Yeah, horn rimmed sunglasses and just puts them on, pops them on. And yeah. as, as a good old time. It was, it was great. Yeah, as he's a, as he's about to put his uh, hands in his pockets, the dark order attack him. Well, um, more specifically. John Silver attacks him. Yes. That fucking child John Silver <laughs> oh. attacks him. Reynolds <laughs> and Ten hold him and he hits a pump kick. Oh, he was entertaining this week. Jericho, I'll, more, let you, I'll let you hit this one. Jericho, Jericho with the line of the night on commentary. He, he refers to... 
<laughs> I forgot about this. I put it in the group chat. I didn't write it in my notes. Um, he refers to John Silver as a cigarette machine with a head. Which <laughs> <laughs> is so true. Um, and then uh, sweet young Brycey Rem- Remsberg comes out and she, like sends a dark order to the back and then Miro chases them off, which is quite cool. Um, interestingly, didn't even acknowledge Orange. More on that later. Um, Miro locks in a bear hug. Trent fights out. They start trading strikes. Uh, Miro missed another corner corner splash. Trent clotheslines him out with his fucking boots. Miro kicked out a one. Yeah, um, that, was, that was that was a good. This was a really, hard hit match. Yeah, there was some really good hard hitting offense in this match. It's some really good, I, like, believable levels. Yeah, I love as well. They were talking about how um, Miro was Trent's young boy, and um, yeah. FCW. Yeah. And uh, they kept talking about that a lot. And I didn't realise they'd known each other for 10 years. That's fucking crazy. Gave it a very um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Darth Vader sort of spin to the match. Because Miro, Miro was clearly yeah. on top for the, for the majority of this. Uh, at some point during this exchange, Jericho forgets when he lost the AW title. <laughs> yeah. He says, he says, I've not held it for a year. Over a year. He said he lost the title. in February. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt. 2020 has felt like some sort of weird five-year hellscape. So, you know, yeah, it's yeah, perfectly understandable. Feels... It's perfectly understandable for anyone to forget how long this year has lasted. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, Jericho can't even remember events from 20 years ago. So I was going to remember stuff from eight, eight months ago. Um, <laughs> Trent shops uh, Miro and hits a half-and-half half suplex. Uh, he dodges the game over kick. Which was the formerly the massacre kick. Um, everything's game over now now because he's a gamer. Did you not know? Um, and he hits a dive um, on Samiro, followed by uh, DDT and running knee for two. He goes for a springboard. Running knee, they, they, they sort of built that running knee up over the course of the match as well, like it was going to be a the big sexy deal. chucky knee. That's and the one. Trent goes for a springboard, slips, Miro kicks him in the face, locks in game over and wins. I don't know um, if that was a botch or whether he was meant to. No, I, I think it was meant. I, I, I think it match, was meant yeah. to. No, I'll give him the I benefit of doubt on that one. Because yeah. then it sort it of looked, makes Trent look a bit stronger as well. Looked, that he just yeah, it looked, it looked very deliberate the way he did it. Mm, I mean, the way the commentators sort of talked about it's it, like, it, it seemed like it was meant to happen. It's like he went like for the a way, spiral the tap way, and lost his footing. <laughs> yeah, the, the way he jumped, it looked like he kind of like deliberately made it so the side of his leg hit the fucking rope as, as opposed to his foot slipping. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so Chuck and Kip, uh, Miro refused to break the game over. Chuck and Kip come back out and uh, Chuck breaks it up. They end up brawling with each other. Um, Chuck's like laying it into Miro as well. Like it... I, it looked like Chuck was going to fucking beat up Miro. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> Kip hits like his like, drop kick in the corner. They end up brawling outside. Miro kicks the living fuck out of Chuck Taylor. Yep. I'm guessing Chuck potato Miro with one of those strikes because <laughs> Miro kicked them like you fucking owe them money. Um, and then Miro gets on the mic and says, Sue didn't teach Trent any manners. Orange Cassidy from the background comes up, hits a trust fall on the two of them. Miro is absolutely incensed. I really hope we get Miro versus Orange Cassidy somewhere down the line. Um, yeah. I think that'll be a really entertaining match. I, I don't know it's what been. it is, but Miro is just not doing anything for me. I think it's because um, 
like there's just something missing we've obviously like all kind of well we've we've touched on this before and we've all kind of like seen like what Miro's capable of um when he's like he's a very charismatic guy he's a really talented wrestler he's got he's got something about him that's appealing and that makes people enjoy seeing his work he was criminally underutilized in WWE and I think it's the fact kind of that he's debuted instead of just being like an absolute destroyer like they've debuted people like Lance Archer and Brian Cage for instance who have similar sort of like presence to him he's debuted in a not not quite a comedy gimmick but like a bit of a like less serious gimmick yeah. and it, it, it almost like comes to the point where obviously it's done to build him up so when he does he does break Snap. out uh, yeah because he's gonna he's gonna end up turning on Kip yeah. yeah him and Kip are fucking breaking up like probably a year down the line maybe even at the wedding um and I think it's just kind of to build him up at the moment as like he's Kip's muscle Kip's, a li- Kip's obviously a little shit as a heel um He's not like a fucking dominate, dominating heel, whereas Miro is. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm with you where I think he's been not used to his strengths and he's not yeah. really in the heights that I'd expect of him. But at the same time, I feel like AEW are playing the long game with this. Yeah, I think this was his best match by, by far, like comfortably. Oh, him, him and Trent had amazing chemistry. Um, uh, yeah, I just think his, his character's a bit of a disconnect from obviously what we're used to seeing, and obviously there's a bit of there's a bit but, of a mental a mental sort of block there. Is that we we've got a sort of mm. I think he's like you say he's just got to find his find his place in the roster, and I think that's I think yeah I think as well though he probably he wanted to kind of change his gimmick up. He said he didn't want to be the Bulgarian brute. Yeah, well this I mean this is this is more kind of who he is in real life. He is a guy you know he's a Twitch yeah. streamer. He he likes video games. You know. It's. I mean, it's the only thing I'd say is it is, is gimmicks a bit one note, but mm. I think it's, well, it, he definitely seems to be finding his kind of like comfort zone with it a bit more now. Yeah, and as, as long as he's enjoying himself, and you know his matches yeah. are fine. He's never he's never been a five star match machine or anything like that. He's not a Kenny Omega or a Pac or mm. a Penta or a Phoenix. But well, that that's the thing though as well. If the, like at the moment you look at guys that he could potentially have feuds with, and a lot of the top guys are busy with other people. Yeah. Like, you've got Cody's feuding with Darby Allen. Darby Allen, obviously, on the reverse, that's feuding with Cody. Who's also Kenny feuding and with feuding with one another. Starks. You've got Team Taz who are feuding with Will Hobbs. You've got, yeah. And yeah. everyone else is um, Like, Lance has, Lance has got nothing to do, but he's a heel. So, you can't really put them together. Mox is with, it, with Eddie Kingston, and then he's going to be dealing with the winner of Kenny and Hangman. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if... As I say, <clears throat> I get the impression we're going down the road that we're going to end up with Miro versus Orange Cassidy. Yeah, I mean, um, when they turn him on Sabian, there's, there's no way they can reliably, there's no way they can realistically book um, Kip Sabian over him, Miro. He's, face. he's got a nah, Miro Miro's, Miro's got a nihilism in, in that feud. So, mm. yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's, I, I feel like, because uh, I saw a lot on Twitter about it, like that he's not really connecting with people how they thought he would. And I'm, I agree at the same time, as I say, I feel like they're kind of playing a bit of a long game with it and just trying yeah. to read it. Like I said, it's AW, not everything bubbles to the top all at the same time. The, 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 the yeah. only thing they've proven themselves to be really good at is keeping all of their storylines 
bubbling away I on, mean, the back, on the back burner and then they can bring him in when they need to. Look at the longevity of the Kenny and Hangman feud. They've literally, they started building that day one. Yeah, I mean, we're getting the payoff. Where, a full year, we're getting the payoff to two feuds that have been going for the best part of a yeah. year. Where, but when you think as well that Kenny and Hangman was meant, was the match that everyone was expecting to see as the first AEW Championship match. Yeah. They were, and, weren't and, expecting Jericho or Pac to be involved. And no. when Jericho put the spanner in the works, it, it bubbled back under. It was like, oh, that'd be a good match when that does happen. And Bucks v FTR has been going since BTA, like years ago. Fucking five years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, you know, so, they've, got, they've, got yeah, plenty, they've got plenty. They're pushing plenty at the moment. It's not like the, it's not like everyone's spinning the wheels. The, 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 the unfortunate thing yeah. is not everyone can get pushed to the top at the same time. Some guys have got to spin the wheels. As long as they've got, yeah, there's, there's plenty of good matches they can have. Like as we found out tonight, they can put up with Trent, and that's fine. Yeah. You could say um, if they spin the wheel, they make the deal. <laughs> you could. Um, no, that was last week, mate. Co- Cody, <laughs> Cody, Cody didn't get that in the uh, in the rights he got. They're no sponsor um, by Geico. <laughs> let's let's leave that where it is, shall we? Mirror's mirror's best match. You know, if if it's, if it keeps improving along this trajectory, then it's gonna be fine. No problem. Yeah, I think as well he's got to adapt to like a different style of wrestling. Like WWE is more like slow and like slow and storytelling, whereas AEW is fucking fast paced. Yeah, and they have a lot of storytelling within it, but it's still fast paced with storytelling. Um, but yeah, we'll see where it goes. Anyway, after this we get. Uh, Hangman and JR interview. Um, Hangman says he feels good about it, about the match with Kenny, uh, and he's like kind of tr- he comes out he comes in with like a drink. JR keeps talking about oh, Hangman's drinking too much, which um, pot kettle black. Um, and then Hangman JR says he thinks Hangman's lying and that Hangman's actually nervous, and that's why he's drinking so much. And then Hangman says he is nervous because the biggest match of his career. Um, he made a vow that he was going to be the first AEW champion and no one believed him but he believed in himself and he let himself down when he didn't win it um, and yeah then JR just says moderation about the drinking yeah um, it's pretty much what it says on the tin isn't it um, um, J- after JR, this we get a book sorry JR says there's a line which has really annoyed me arguably the greatest AEW tag team champions in AEW history there's only been three sets of champions. You can't. I noticed that. <laughs> but one of them's got to be the greatest by, by default. So. I mean, they, they had they had the longest run so far, so yeah, you've got to give but them the benefit of that on that. JR and said, they had the best, arguably. They had the best match. Um, yeah. yeah. It is what it is. I, did, I didn't know it was, I was like, that's a bit weird that he said that. Yeah, I mean, decent, um, decent promo did it. Again, it did a job of selling how big the match was and, you know, Hangman being a bit nervous, understandably. I, yeah. It kind of it kind of shown that Hangman's kind of like it put him across as like an everyman, which I kind of liked because that's that's what they're going for. That he's just like a man of the people. Yeah, he was like, oh, well, of course I'm nervous. Wouldn't you be nervous? You know, I'm just a person like you. You know, that was the sort of the sort of angle, wasn't it? So yeah. After uh, this, we got a really Jericho. No, just straight after he goes, I beat Hangman stone cold sober, so Kenny's gonna tear him apart. Because yeah, he, he did say now. if Hangman yeah. goes in with a hangover, he's going to get beat up. Yeah. Um, yeah. After after this, we got a Bucks versus FTR vignette. Um, it was real. Like they do a really good job um, with the pay per views. I I recently rewatched Full Gear from last year, and they did a similar sort of thing. 
uh, with the Jericho and Cody match where they have the co- all the commentators. So Taz, uh, JR, Shivani, Excalibur, uh, and then maybe like the old like sort of like manager managerial figure like the I think the other on Tully on this. Um, kind of breaking down the match and saying the predictions and hyping it up. Um, just did a really good job of like putting a bit of a cherry on top of the cake of that uh, match. Where hmm? two two people picked FDR to win and three people picked the Young Bucks to win. Yeah, they made a the big deal as well about uh, the stipulation, didn't they? Where the the Bucks will lose all the title shots uh, and then after it Jericho on commentary kind of put it over saying well Cody's kept his word so I imagine the books will too um, yep I, th- I think the books are going to win I get the feeling they're going to probably do what they did with Lucha Brothers in the books and do a trilogy and kind of like hot potato the belts in it between them I'd um, be up for that I mean it's, it's going to be a great match so we see it a couple of times yeah. it's going to be a bad thing that's it yeah that's it Um after this, we get Team Taz coming out. Uh, Taz says he wants an answer from Will Hobbs. He then says he sat outside of Tony Khan's office for three hours to wait for a chat, and Khan was too busy. Uh, he Stark's, says Cade... Stark's looking like Turtleneck the Rock from the late <laughs> 90s. He's progressing, man. He's, go, he's going through the, the, period, the time periods. Oh, so when he comes out in the nation of domination gear, you know he's ready to become Rocky, the Rock. <laughs> I, I get, I get the, I get the impression a lot of this stuff's deliberate with Ricky Starks because like people compare him to the Rock a lot because he's, he's got cl- a he's, say- a, he's, a, he's a clever enough guy to make it a thing, isn't he? Let's let's be honest. Yeah, he, he's he's got a similar charisma to the Rock as well. Like he's got he's got like that kind of presence of the Rock from like the late nineties, um, and he, he obviously channels that a lot and he draws a lot of inspiration from it. Um, Taz points out that Brian Cage is the number one ranked uh, wrestler at the moment. Seems like they're hinting towards that he might end up going to face whoever wins the winner of the number one contender tournament. And that. Um, Starks is unranked. Ranked, Taz says it's for shit. Starks says it, it doesn't make sense. They have no match at full gear. Taz says there'll be, there'll be, there will be a team FTW presence. I mean, it does make sense. Your 10 out of 11 wins are all on fucking dark against jobbers. It's so strong. He's he's ranked five, so. (laughs) (laughs) To play play devil's advocate with that, they did say wins and losses would matter. They did a well, raffle to. They did a raffle to crown the fucking number one contenders, and the um, they're doing a tournament to crown the number one contender for. Is uh, who you win against and how you win. And Co- Cody has an open challenge for his belt. <laughs> um, so they don't really do the. And Orange it's Cassidy, not Orange, it's just Orange Cassidy they... got two title shots just by walking out and putting his thumb up. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, after this, we got the private party versus the Young Bucks, which... I oh, my God. Good. Is that a private party? I hate their new music. I yeah. love their old music. Yeah. I know. The old music is so much better. The old music was hype as fuck. Yeah. I remember watching... Um, what was Can the we... pay-per-view we, we watched them um, last year? Was it Was it all out? I think so, yeah. And they come out and, like, we were all fucking hype. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I, like, I like I like the I like the sort of fist pumpy shots, 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 shots. But you know, that's yeah. I don't I don't um, like the, the lost their entrance where they had the little rope and the and the security guard. I liked that. The security guard. Yeah. <laughs> and instead, instead they've got uh, Matt P. S. Hardy. They've got Dad um, Matt Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> Matt P. S. Hardy. Uh, <laughs> Well, doing, they, they, haven't, the they, they haven't got him in, in this instance. Yeah, well, they did have him. He do, they do the thing where they're doing like the shots thing. He does the v, throws the V one up. Um, Sammy, I I've got to say this was fucking excellent. Sammy Guevara runs out, jumps Matt Hardy, hits the twist of fate on the stage. Yep, and then just. Private party, see what happens, and they charge him, and he just runs the back. All the while, Jericho is like, screaming encouragement at him. I yeah, texted he said, Sammy to do that. Yeah, <laughs> he says he texted Sammy, which is excellent. Um, <laughs> then the books come out. Um, they control the match early on. They hit a double dive onto the private party, and um, Matt's, an- Matt's ankle kind of like gives way as he like. As he lands on it, um, yeah. Where are we? Private party take control because uh, Matt's favouring his ankle. Hit a couple of double team moves, uh, including a hip toss of the hip toss Matt onto a prone Nick, and um, then they hit stereo dives followed by a double st- double back suplex onto Nick. They attempt to hit the splash leg drop uh, on commentary. A little bit bad taste, I thought. Where Jericho kind of goes, oh, that's the move that wrecked Alex Reynolds. Like, Fucking hell. Yeah. Don't that draw is. attention to it. There was, there was a couple of, that wasn't the first time they referenced one of their medical mishaps um, this evening. No, they, they, did, they did reference Sammy and Matt a few times. It, JR later on said that Sammy and Mahardy nearly destroyed each other the last time they fought. Which is like, <laughs> yeah. maybe, um, maybe don't talk about that much. <laughs> yeah. Um, shedding a lot of light. Obviously, um, AW have said for full gear they're bringing in a lot of medical professionals, um, including Christopher Nowinski, who yeah, obviously he's going to be, he's going to be present at ringside, and he obviously is. Um, he's done a lot of work into concussion. Um, yeah, and concussions. another thing that they revealed, which I was kind of like astounded that they didn't already have, was that they're going to have the refs wearing earpieces. Yeah, which I thought they'd already do. Kayfabe, brother. Anyway. Just Tony Khan's an indie mark. No, no, but, I mean, brother. For, the, for the concussion protocol. So, yeah. like, if, well, just if they can have any injury, sort of. They can have sort of any sort of. So, like, for example, in the Alex Reynolds instance, they could probably if if um if the ref had a written earpiece in, they could Tony Khan who got so Cody obviously saw it on the monitor he came out. Cody could have got to the referee and said, "Get him out of the ring." You know, he can't carry on. Yeah, it means the ref doesn't have to be looking out for these the guys in the monitor on the monitor in the back and be looking out for, for potential injuries as they're happening and relate to the referee straight away. Yeah, great, good idea. Yeah, it's um, it's a learning experience for them always now, I guess. So. Oh yeah, and and the, you know they're, they're moving everything in the right direction, which is what you like to see. Yeah. So. That's the important thing. Uh, I just thought it was a little bit bad taste. brought that up when they went for that move. Um. Well, yeah, Matt pushes Isaiah off the top. But he kind of like lands on the stage. It looked like at one point he wasn't going to he wasn't going to rotate enough and like land on his head as well, which was scary. Um, he hit uh, kicks onto Mark Quinn. Bucks hit a rope hung Swanton onto Mark Quinn, then go for a melter driver. Um, Quinn rolls out, hits a STL reverse DDT combo, which looked really nice. 
Matt's ankle gives way after reversing the back suplex. Mark Wen checks on him and then he like hits him in the throat. Um, this is kind of like a reoccurring theme. Like obviously the private party like have a lot of respect for the young bucks. Um, yeah, it's also, it's also, they didn't want to go too far almost or the young bucks. Obviously. They didn't want to like cut. Yeah, they didn't want to injure Matt more and cost them the. Uh, but the young bucks the did a really good job of like not giving a shit basically. Yeah. Every time, every time it happened, um, there was no, there was no love like it was, it was a one way relationship tonight. Put it that way. That, that's sort of respect. Yeah, Matt got a lot of heat for hitting uh, Mark Wen in the throat. Um, books books hit a double stomp um, over Matt's knees. Um, so like Matt got got his. Yeah, um, I mean there was there was some lovely um, double team moves in this match, and that was definitely one. Yeah. yeah, and then Matt Matt starts like wrestling and like more slower, deliberate like. More aggressive style as well. So he like he mounts Mark when with punches, starts like laying into him, um, and then he hits a fist drop as well, which was odd to see a young buck do that. Um, Mark when reverses a double hip toss, hits a double rana that looked incredible. Um, Isaiah Cassidy hits a float over stunner onto Nick, and then hits like a double twist and splash onto the books. Uh, Mark when hits an incredible looking shooting star press. Um, Oh no, sorry, different thing I'm thinking of. It's shooting star press off Nick's back onto Nick onto Nick's back, which is also on Mark on Isaiah Cassidy's knees for two counts. Um Yeah, that, that's really hard to describe, but just you have to just watch that. That, that looked that looked it, yeah. it looked it looked a lot cleaner than we described it. Yeah. Um they hit um Nick's on the top row, Nick pushes um Isaiah Cassidy off the top. He rolls over the back of um, Mark Quen. Mark Quen jumps up and hits the, gets the Hurricane Rana and they hit Gin and Juice onto the books. That was incredible. Yeah. That was so so fluid the way they did it. Um, I loved it. You can obviously, um, private party have had their like, sort of, sort of struggles with regards to like, timing and, and sort of matches looking a little bit loose. But when you put them in, t- in the ring with a team like the Bucks, who are as, as practiced and, and sort of as perfect as they are, they really can't get what they're made of. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and as well, they're both only 23, so they're only going to get better. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not down on private party. I love them. Uh, I just think, yeah. you know, the, the Bucks are the, the opponents that bring the best out of them. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, no, no. I know, yeah, I get you, man. Um, Mark Wen goes for a shooting star press on Nick. Um, um, that gin and juice, when Matt breaks a pin on the gin and juice, uh, Jericho goes a wobbly McGee over here. Just calling Matt Jackson wobbly McGee because he's got one leg. Because his leg hurts. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah Matt, the, the finish was fantastic. Um, so it starts with this spot and then it kind of like moves a bit forward. Mark Quinn misses a shooting star, lands on his feet, which looked, again, so fluid. And the second he lands on his feet, Matt Jackson spears him. Um, the books go for the melter driver and obviously the finish of the um, of the private party books match the first time around was that private From the party. second episode of Dynamite. Yeah. yeah, so they, they, they teased this. They teased this in the three in the three match, didn't they? And they teased yeah. it in now, like the sort of the yeah. reverse or like them. They Nick Nick gets pulled off the apron, and and then the other guy gets rolled up. Yeah, yeah. And then they they so, reversed it in the three match. They did it, but they reversed it. <coughs> well, at this time the so they did it um, where they rolled him up. He rolled up Matt. 
Um, Matt rolls him back up like he did in the other match where they won. But he's but he's Mark went scouted this time and he rolls back through on that. Get you your um, trap cards because it was a double reverse. Yeah, just just great. Um, and then <clears throat> Matt kicks out to. Um, he goes to super kick Mark when Mark when catches the foot and it's Matt's bad ankle and Matt's like bleeding with Mark when like oh, look up this my injured ankle please don't please don't like hurt it and they, they, sort of on, they sort of said on commentary as well that the reason that he maybe he didn't go as fast as he could have because he was a bit worried about his bad ankle because he led with his bad ankle so they were like maybe he didn't yeah. like thrust quite as, as hard as he would normally <laughs> so you know, they only have to catch it yeah Mark when hesitates um for a moment and then Nick comes from nowhere and super kicks him that was a hellacious uh, super kick as well he like yeah. really, cut, really caught him yeah um, and then the Bucks hit the BT trigger for the win uh, I, I thought this was a really fun match um, they, yeah. they've got really good chemistry haven't they um, yeah it just works and then after the match FTR and Tully attack the Bucks um, they go to Pilmanize Matt's ankle again uh, Chris Kong. Jericho Tolly looks like a 25 year old man when he's in the ring with FDR <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't quite go that far I mean he's, 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 he's certainly looks good for his age but I, would, I wouldn't quite go that far Chris <laughs> yeah um, Hangman comes and makes the, stay, the save and then Kenny kind of just follows Kenny's also here yeah and then Kenny like goes to like fist bump Hangman and he do it and then Kenny kind of like goes to like turns his back on Hangman and goes like mild off at FTR Hangman grabs him and spins him round and they have a stare down um, Kenny's like that Pokemon you have like at level 5 and all your rest are 20 so you have them on your starting position and then first turn you like swap them out so they get the share XP <laughs> oh, kids these days won't even get that because you, you always get you get, you get the XP share of standard now in Pokemon games so yeah. well it's standard now yeah yeah you'll never know that you'll never um, know the pain you don't I would have to put your magic up I would put your magic up first and sub it out at the end of every fight yeah <laughs> um, sometimes I just uh, do that anyway for memories the memories um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, they have a stare down. Again, it builds up a little bit more of the tension between. Um, yeah, they're, Kenny and they're, and they're really going out of verbally in the ring as well with each other. Like, you can't really hear what they're saying because the mic's on. Uh, whilst uh, that's happening, JR, all hearts and flowers in that ring. Jericho, only hearts and flowers in the ring are on Hangman's shirt. It was, there it was, was not. There was no hearts on the shirt. Yeah, there were plenty of flowers. But plenty of flowers, but no hearts. <laughs> it, was, it was a great shirt. <laughs> um. <laughs> But this whole segment, because Hangman had necked his drink by the time the whole thing had finished, I was really hoping he was going to just glass one of them. <laughs> <laughs> he had it in his hand. But then, the, that's the thing which is weird with like this story, though, is obviously the tease that Hangman was going to turn on Kenny after Revolution. And now it's kind of gone the other way. Um, yeah, it's just a bit odd, I guess. Um, but, I'm very excited for the match. I really am. Uh, after yep. this, we get... Ooh, this could have been my segment of the night for the show, to be honest. I mean, Which well. is... <clears throat> John Moxley and Eddie Kingston having a like debate sort of thing. A face-off, it was described as. A with, with, with the express stipulation that if they got physical, the match on 
Saturday would be thrown out and would not happen. Yeah. Uh, Kingston comes in straight away and he like kind of like chases Shivani out the ring. There's a bit where he berates Shivani because Shivani. Do your the job, Tony. Hold the microphone yeah. up. Uh, to be fair, Tony Shivani looked like he was fucking shitting himself. <laughs> um, he looked terrified. Uh, as soon as Mox comes in the ring, Eddie's like goading him, like, going, come on, come on. Um, like, oh, there cool. was physical contact. They touched heads. That's match cancelled. Sorry, kids. No, I will turn this car around and none of us get to go to full gear. <laughs> the I, I, I think, quit match is done. <laughs> I think they were being a bit more like, as in, if, uh, they, if they sort of beating the crap out they, of each other. Yeah, then just sort of going nose to nose. Um, so, yeah, Eddie's kind of just saying like he's, Eddie says he's going to destroy Mox and that he he had to change to adapt to be able to get the job he's got now, sort of thing. There's um, a nice line in there where Eddie says to Mox, it's too late for me. Mm. Meaning that like Mox can't save him, Mox can't like bring him back. He had to, he's, 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 <coughs> he's, he's already... And then he, he, he does a really... It was a really emotional promo from... from I mean, you know, it, it's Kingston, it's an emotional promo. This this more than most, like, he starts pointing at the... Um, at the at the the title on Moxie's shoulder, saying like this is why he, he has to tell his mom why she doesn't have a daughter-in-law, why she doesn't have grandkids. It's because he's dedicated his life to wrestling and to the, and to, the, to the titles, and that's he wants that one. And it was it was a super super good. I mean, it, it always is, but it was a super super good promo. Yeah, he, he, he's he's outstanding. He's yeah. From, and, from and, and my Mox, money, Mox, him and probably... Moxie, him and Moxie are the perfect pairing with regards to cutting great promos and build, and building the match great. Yeah, um, um, Moxley Moxley cuts back another great promo as well, saying like you know, Eddie knows that he can't beat him. He's scared. The reason he doesn't, you know, the reason he's scared is because he knows he made the promise to his mom that he'd win, and he knows it's a promise he can't keep, and all this. When when he when he brought up Eddie's mom, yeah, and, uh, and Eddie just flips off on him. Eddie like turns his back on Mox and refuses to even look at him. Yeah, when Mox is like, look, I sat around that table. Your mom made us dinner. I said grace with her. Oh fucking hell, like. Yeah, uh, apparently as well they're doing um, a countdown show I don't know whether we're going to get it over here it was on TNT on Friday I assume they'll show a lot of that in the pre-show on, the, 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 sizzle for this, the sizzle reel for this match is going to be fucking incredible yeah uh, well apparently it, it's going to show like the history of John and Eddie yeah like going back it'll be on like, YouTube they always put the countdown on it the night before yeah. the, road, the road to full gear it'll be on us like that yeah um, I'll keep. I'll have a look because uh, I think we should probably mention that on the build to full gear. Um, yeah, um, and, but both, both, everything about this promo, like both guys sell it so well, like their facial expressions and their mannerisms and their body language and and the way they t- how they speak and the weight they put on all their words is just it's it's ju- it's just next level. Like these are two guys who are like two of the best. Fucking Shakespearean. Awesome. In, in terms, I mean, wrestling's more than promos. I understand that, but like promos make matches mean more. And like these are two of the best guys in the business right now. Are cutting are cutting this type of promo, not necessarily the best promos, but I, the best of this type of promo. I legitimately didn't think I could get more excited for that match. And then this segment happened, and I was like, oh my God, this is going to be a fucking war. Yeah, it's going to be, um, it's going to be an absolute... The like, intensity massacre. between the two of them. And Moxley was kind of... He wasn't heelish, but he was almost heelish. 
he, he, had that, he had a little bit of swagger. He had that little bit of. He was very champion. menacing. Yeah, he, he, he had that champion cockiness, which I think mm. he needed sometimes from, from a from a. You know, he's a dominant champion. He's, he's look at the guys he's beat. Look at his record. He's yeah. got every right. He's got every right to act like that in in this instance. Yeah, and and, then, and, and, he, and we know we've seen where where he can go. You know, we've yeah. seen the places he can go to to get to get the job done in in these situations. And yeah, if if, if this is if this has got like a tenth of the of the the threat. And the the sort of danger of the I mean it won't be the same type of match but of, of the of the the um the unsanctioned match lights out match yeah yeah then this would this is going to be an absolute truth it really is it's, it, these two guys can t- these two guys two guys can tell a story and they're going to tell one hell of a story on Saturday I feel like yeah I feel like it's going to be visceral I feel like it's that's the word to describe what this match is going to be it's going to be it's going to be emotional it's going to have all the best beats of like the Kenny Omega the Golden Lovers New Books Young Japan and, uh, New Japan match you know yeah and you know for a fact as well this close to um, Volta and Ilya from NXT UK they're going to want to do something that tops that the yeah. like violence and I think this will um, I'm I'm so fucking excited for this match, like more than anything else on the card by a country mile. Um, after this, we get speaking of hype promos, yeah, we hear Eddie, Eddie Guerrero, I wish Eddie Kingston saying, Your British friend, and then it goes to pack. Oh my fucking god, this what, what, promo. What, an absolute, what an absolute coincidence that we had an Eddie Kingston promo and then a pack promo straight away. So yeah. I've watched I've watched this back about four or five five times today, trying to like analyze the shit out of it, um, because oh, it it was just fucking excellent. Like Pac does a really good like the whole thing of him walking around Newcastle and him like going a bit mental in his flat and on his own. Like he, he did the he, thing he, where he, he projects a really good quiet menace. Yeah, yeah, and he, he kind of like made it sound like because he was in isolation on his own, all he's done is just train. That's what um, it looks like, to be fair. Yeah, and it looked like, fuck me, he was huge. Um, he looked like he had a fist coming out of his fucking stomach with his, all the abs he had. Um, he starts off by going, saying, the funny thing about isolation is you've got no one to play with, and then starts laughing like a maniac. All the while, he's sort, of, he's sort of like he's sort of like sat in his flat or his house, and all of a sudden, there's like there's these like ghost images. So he's in like a he's in like his civilian clothes. He's in like a suit, yeah. a shirt, yeah. And then all of a sudden, there's just like ghost images of him and his gear just appearing one at a time and yeah. staying. Like so, it's like the only people he's had. To and talk they're all to laughing is, in his ears. Yeah, the oh. only per- the only person he's had to talk to is implied to be himself. Oh, and, yeah. <clears throat> and then he says he says he he says it's not the first time he's been in isolation for seven months. Don't you worry, I've been here before with yeah. the um, line as well. Oh, yeah, I was and so then he good. Goes, and then he goes, I'm going to come back stronger, faster, better, more aggressive because I'm fucking obsessed. And then he says, and uh, he says at the end, and he keep he keep playing bits of Eddie Kingston talking to the Lucha Brothers, very, very deliberately, like very specific, very very deliberately. And then he goes at the end. Don't you worry, lads. I see everything. And then it just cuts out. I, oh, sorry. Also, he, he talks about, he does touch on the pandemic where he goes, I'm a casual, I'm, I was stuck on the Atlant- the wrong side of the Atlantic. I'm a casualty of this rotten world. Just, mm. 
they, these promos that Pac put out, like he was doing them earlier in the year before he started, like before he joined Death Triangle, and they were really, really unique because they were just different from anything else. And though even the way they were shot, like in that flat, um, almost like uh, you know, in uh, Iron Man Three, the Mandarin, like propaganda videos. Yeah, you have that kind of like an air to them where he's like sat in the chair and he's like sort of like dictating what's happened and absolutely cannot wait to see the bastard back because he's fucking excellent. Yeah, no, if he ends up in a program with Kingston, then even better. I think we're going to, like my, my theory from watching that over and over again, there's so many little things where... Just just they, watching this promo got me, I mean, it's not going to happen because just watching this promo put me into like a, a fantasy book and head scenario where like, what if Kingston beats Moxley and then what if what if Pac comes back and beats Kingston for the belt? And what if he put the belt on Pac? And what if, he, <laughs> what if he, and then they're not going to do it, but you know. I, I do think Pac's going to get the belt eventually, but I don't think just yet. Uh, but I do think him and Kingston are going to have an absolute fucking war, and it's going to be excellent. Yeah. And we're going to love it. Pac can take, um, take it off Hangman in about a year's time. Yeah. Pac, Pac's, or, or Pac take it off Kenny, seeing as his first match in the company, he beat Kenny clean as a whistle. Yeah. Um, after this, we get Nyla Rose versus Red Velvet, uh, just before the um, match. I've got before that, Dustin gets headshotted with a bin. Yeah, I was just about to say <laughs> that. I, I that is what I've got. <laughs> I was literally just about to say that. Uh, before it, we have the, the Natural Nightmares talking about uh, how, how they want to match with Butch and the Blade next week. Uh, the bunny shows up and says she maxed out all QT Marshall's credit cards and throws them at him. And then and shades, of, shades of Brody Lee hitting Johnson with the rolled up paper. Yeah. And then out of the back, uh, the butcher just smacks Dustin with a fucking kendo stick. And the blade and kills just, Cutie Marshall and the with blade, a bin lid. Like, legitimately murders Cutie Marshall with a bin lid. CTE, lad, CTE. Um, and then the butcher's got the bin and just smacks he, Dustin right in the head with it. Like, oh, no hands in hand, the middle, he? right on the heat. I was like, oh, it's, it's so like, it good like, to see it. It was like he was taking a fucking throwing, <laughs> and then he tipped the set onto them for good measure. Oh. Um, I, I love the Butcher and the Blade. I'm really happy they got to kind of like do that aggressive attack um, and get on TV. Obviously, this, feud uh, all, this feud's all built from Ali going back to the Blade and becoming the Blade yeah. again. Thanks to him. Yeah, th- this match was really short. Basically, Velvet hits a dropkick, stumps on Nyla, Nyla overpowers her, beats her down in the corner. Uh, Red Velvet goes for a top rope Hurricane Rana, Nyla catches I mean, her. It's, it's the perfect move. Why, you know, her finisher is a power bomb, so why not do a move that requires you to put your legs out the side of her head? Yeah. What are you going to say, Aaron? Um, j- just since you watched Dark, why is Brandy out with Red Velvet? I haven't got a fucking clue. She just started coming she, she out with one week. She hasn't got any mates now because Ali's gone evil. I, th- uh, I think I think it's because Ali um, jibbed her off, so now she's just like, I need a new friend. You, you'll you do. Um, <clears throat> her name is Red Velvet and Brandy likes cooking, maybe? I yeah. don't know. Hey. Hey. Neither of her sit into the beast bomb, then she looks, she stares down Sheeda, hits Sheeda's finisher on Oh, no, on first of all, she does the, the proper heel, like, Pull her up on the two counts. Yeah, uh, she breaks the count of two and then she hits Sheeda's finisher. 
while staring, whilst, whilst, like, staring at a, whilst boring a hole of Hushida with her eyes. Yeah. <laughs> then she pins her, and then she's still staring to Hushida, and Hushida looks like shook by it. It was fucking great. After the match, Vicky Guerrero calls Brandy the chief bullshit officer. Let me do you a favour, Brandy. I'm going to give you a new title. Chief Bullshit Officer. Vicky Guerrero's fucking brilliant. I she's, love her. She's, she's great at what she does. Which is like makes she's a better. wonderful, wonderful heel because yeah. she's so she's so dislikable. And she just looks like she's fucking enjoying herself doing it. That's the best part because WWE just kind of like they got to the point where they just wheel out for shit like well, like it got to the point where the, the, the whole the whole sort of angle on WWE was like, "Oh, look, this is Vicky Guerrero. She's fat." Yeah, and it got it got a bit, it got a bit one note. They, they did they, they did the whole bit where uh, he basically just rehashed the whole Marion Edge thing with Dolph as well, which was fucking pointless. No one benefited from that. Um, she got she got all that Dolph Ziggler stink off it. Jericho, <laughs> Jericho, Jericho with a weird comment <laughs> saying that he was friends with her former husband. Yeah. And he said, and he said she was a nightmare. But you, which one? Which one? Was it Eddie Edge or Ziggles? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, London, didn't you? Let's be fair. Yeah. Um. She then she then berates Shida and says, "Excuse me" in Japanese, which I thought was excellent. Sammy Musen. Yeah, that was that was a really nice touch. Uh, Shida grabs Vicky and then Nyla sure. just like dives on her and beats the fuck out of her, and then they have like a bit of a pull apart. Um, um, Jericho, when she says it. That means, excuse me, in Japanese, Excalibur, I beat you. <laughs> <laughs> there was one bit, I can't remember what it was, so I'm just going to say it now, where Jericho's talking about merchandise and he goes to Excalibur. Hey, Excalibur, do you have any merchandise? And he goes, no. And he went, that's because no yeah. one wants to buy your stupid shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was fucking howling. Um, after this, yep. we got a Kenny and Hangman vignette to... Um, the song you don't know what you've got till it's gone by Cinderella. This was excellent. This was really. By good. the way, this could be like vignette of the year for me. Like so far, it, I, it I really ex- enjoyed it. It was excellent. The only again, thing they, I again, thought they, that was better was Pack. They've got a lot of um, they've got a lot of material to pull from here in this feud. So it's, it's nice to see them making full use of it, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just again, it just built up the match. It, it kind of hyped the fact that they're ex tag partners. Um, after this, we got a Darby Allen video. Yeah, smashing. Oh, yeah, into Darby a car Allen with, steal, steals a car and runs over someone dressed as Cody with his, <laughs> with his skateboard. Um, and then he runs over a man dressed as Cody. Yeah, the car, just remind, the car just reminded me of the monster truck single match. That's what that reminded me of. I mean, it's like he's, he's gone from hanging out with Steve O to full vehicular manslaughter. <laughs> yeah. Um, he I got like Tim Westwood to well, pimp his ride. Right. <laughs> um, he's just working his way through like early 2000s MTV shows. <laughs> next week he'll eat so, a little, next week he'll eat a little pubes on a pizza. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> So after this, we get the main event, which definitely should not have been the main event. It was it was an odd choice. I mean, it was the main event as in, in the case of it was the Cody I, Rhodes match. But I would I would have closed, just, just I would have closed quick, the show with probably just hmm? a quick. You got the announcement of what is now going to be on the buy-in instead of what it is on Oh yeah. 
which is yeah. for the NWA I, I was, title, is Serena Deeb faces Alison K. I was going to say that till the end of the show. Sorry, mate. <laughs> oh, it's just I had it in my nose. I was announced there. That's sorry. all right. That's all right. But there you no, go. That was okay. I was going to do. I was going to do predictions after we cover this match. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it, it was a weird choice for the main event. Um, you thought it could probably be the Bucks for your party would be the, the logical main event. I would have just had the Mox and Eddie promo. I mean, you could you could have just finished with that. But you, yeah, I mean, you could only really do that if it's like a pull apart at the end, can't you? Yeah, because I felt like the show that, 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 ended, of, that ended quite low key though. Like there was no like big brawl. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, all the all he would have had to do because Eddie can't touch him is have the Lucha Brothers or uh, yeah. Butch and the Blade come out and have Mox just beat them up and then stare them down. Easily done. Um, but yeah, we did have the Dark Order vs Cody in the Gun Club. Um, <laughs> before before the match starts, Colt and John Silver have a pose down on each corner. <laughs> Colt picks him up like a little boy on his shoulder and moves him to each table, which had me in stitches. There's, there's, so, there's so much good John Silver stuff in this match. John, that fucking child, John Silver, was hilarious. Um, so... Cody and Silver start. Silver slaps Cody, and Cody hits like an uppercut on him. Uh, then Austin Silver in, a little bit of back and forth. Billy tags in. Silver shits himself and goes like, and kind of like hugs Colt, and Colt starts stroking his head. That was my um, that was my visual of the night. That, that for a guy for a guy called Mister Ass, he seems to have no ass. Like no, just yeah. his, his new his new um, nutritional regime. It did it did wonders for his build, but it did nothing for his ass. <laughs> he needs to get on them squats, mate. He does work on the glutes. Um, Silver tags Colt in a little bit of back and forth with uh, the guns, double team, and Colt. Uh, Colt tags tags ten in. Uh, he distracts the referee, and as as like Austin Gunn kind of watching Colt, like trying to get involved. Ten, it's a big old spine buster on him. Dark all the way over Austin for a bit. Billy tags in, hits a fame asset on ten. Um, gets a big pop off that. It, it wasn't. It was not called a fame asset. So he made him famous. He, he, he teased it once, and then they said, "Yeah, he nearly made him famous." And then he, he actually hit it. Yeah, we have a lot of chaos and shooing. Everyone brawling around the ring. Austin hits the crossroads, and then his finisher, the quick draw for the win. On I think it was ten. Yeah, 10? I think ten ten to the pin there. Yeah. Um. This this was fucking. It was there, wasn't it? It was all right. It was fine. It was a fun match. Every guy they used Cody very sparingly, which I thought was quite restrained of them. Yeah, it was kind of. It as I say, it didn't feel like a main event. It felt like it should have just been a fucking mid card match, like even the opener. Yeah, but it, it was, it was a, it, every everyone got the moment to shine. Austin looked Austin looked good. John Silver got yeah. the moments, you know. And that was the point, wasn't it? To put over Austin and Gunn and John Silver. Yeah, um, Austin Gunn was surprised me. I've heard some like hey, damning, he's good. I've heard some damning reports about him, but yeah, I was I was moderately impressed. He, he, he's fine. He can move. He can he can work. Mm. He's Billy Gunn's kid. Um, he, he comes with Billy Gunn, so you know that, that's always a bonus. Yeah, uh, he didn't get us that tight though, did he? Bless him. No. <laughs> uh, after the match, the dark order surround the ring. That fucking child, John Silver. Goes around the back of the faces with a chair. Orange comes out, hits an orange punch on him, and like he kind of just chase off the dark order. Yeah, it's an orange punch on him um, that like legitimately kills him. Like he just drops yeah. like a sack yeah. of shit. Yeah, 
Um, Cody cuts a promo on Derby about how um, Derby thinks he isn't that the network don't want him to be a TNT title, and he says like that couldn't be further from the truth. They see how talented he is and want him to be a champion. He says he solely recruited that Derby. The other EVPs weren't sure. He had to have a match with him to kind of prove how good Derby was, which is something he already knew. Yeah. Um, he refers to the TNT title as the eighth title, the fucking arrogant bastard. Um, which it is not. And it's the title that makes you the face of AEW. No, it doesn't. <laughs> makes you the face of TNT. It makes you the face of TNT, at, not at AEW. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, I feel like John Moxley's made the fucking AEW title mean way more important than anything else in that company. Yeah. Um, so for Cody saying that, it's like, oh, that's just egotistical. Unless it's like showing signs that he's going to turn heel again. Um, Cody says if he was against anyone else, Darby would probably walk away with the champion, but the ace is going to win. But Darby isn't the ace. Um, after they go off the air, Cody gets quite emotional. He's talking about how he's got two names again, and he is now once again Cody Rhodes. Uh, quite, quite a nice little moment. He, he was—you could tell it meant a, a lot to him. Um, and it was a really good promo at the end as well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Again, Cody does that emotional promo really well, doesn't he? That sort of like. Yeah, he's his father's son. He's fucking excellent at it. Um, so let's see what our favorite moments of the show were, and our worst these favorite moments. Um. Big Tasty, let's go with you first. Uh, no, no surprises, really. Favourite moment of the show is the... Um, I have to give it to the women's match. No, no, it's... Um, <laughs> it's the Kings. It's the Kingston Mox face-off for me is, is the moment of the show. It's, again, it just, it just did it all, didn't it? It got, it got you hyped up. It got, it got the blood pumping. It got the, yeah. uh, got the, got the, the pulse quickened. It was... Uh, yeah, it's everything I need. It's what I'm going to be listening to on repeat up until, up until Saturday when Saturday rolls around. And what about your least favourite? Again, it was so. This 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 show was weird. It didn't have a lot of. It didn't have the, the highest highs that, that we've had over the last few weeks. But it didn't really have any low lows either. I don't think. I think it was a very sort of a very sort of steady show in terms of its quality. Um, just because something has to be. Um, maybe probably the main event was a little. I had John Silver in, so I can't really say that was bad. I mean, I, 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 Team Taz, Team Taz promo was a bit pointless, wasn't it? Let's just give it that. Yeah. Uh, what about your? Uh, worst the women's. It's gonna have to be as much. Worst the women's. Well. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was, it was just a squash match, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and best just that video package with Hangman and Omega. I loved it. it was so good. It, it must be a thing for me, like music and vignettes. Apparently, I seem okay, to have figured it, it, that it, it, out. It, it, push, it, pu- it pushes the attitude era <laughs> button. That's like hardwired into yeah. it. Was. It was um, AEW's version of the My Way promo, I'll give you that. Um, for me, I'd probably say... Probably the worst for me was just kind of like how much um, how much Kenny and Hangman were on the show. Like, I felt like they, were, they, they weren't overexposed, but they were dangerously close to it um, at times. And the best for me is an absolute no-brainer. It was Pac. Fucking love the bastard. He's yeah. my favourite. Uh, if Pac 
that and that it was excellent as well. It, it's not just because it was him. It was a really fucking good video package. Oh, really just, different from everything else they put out. I'm um, a honey badger, and mate, and I'll gnaw your bloody face off. Another thing that I bite your fucking nose off. Look, looking back, something else that sort of irked me that could actually be the, the thing that went down for the show. Every match seemed to have like a, a little beat downy thing at the end, which. Yeah, that was something that I was thinking I about. Think, as I well. think, like I think it kind of lost its effectiveness if you do after every match. It, it, it doesn't there, have there was a couple. There was a couple of tropes that they kind of repeated like throughout, as if there was like a lack of communication. So, um, Sammy hit the twist of fate, and then like literally a couple of seconds later, Nyla hit Sheeda's finisher. Yeah. And um, it was just kind of like, well, you can talk with each other when you're writing shit, you know. Um, also, I think the placement of the main event kind of hurt it because it didn't feel like a main event match. Yeah. Especially on a go-home pay-per-view. But that being said, it was a really good show. Um, they, like, they've done this, this was very much like they've already done the work. They've already done the homework and the legwork. They, 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 didn't, they didn't have a lot they had to do in this episode to, to, to promote Full Gear because they'd already done they, it over the last few weeks. This was a very Dusty Rhodes um, philosophy show where Dusty Rhodes always talks, always used to talk about where is the money. So on the go-home show, you want to give everybody every reason possible to buy the pay-per-view and they did a fine job of that yeah with the Kingston promo with the Hangman Kenny promo with the Bucks FTR promo with a couple of angles they did as well they did a fine job of really hyping where the money should be I mean looking at the full gear card here like literally every every match on this card had an interaction had an interaction in that show in some capacity Except the buy-in one where it was just announced. Um, yeah. <clears throat> well, we do of, some um, predictions. Yeah, I've got yeah, the card in front of me now. Some in, a little bonus, a little bonus episode. So this, if if, if you are listening to this before yeah. Saturday, we are going to be doing a live stream of Full Gear on our Facebook page. Um, that is we are. We will probably Facebook. start. Eleven. We'll probably start about half an hour before the pre-show does to just get our predictions yeah. in. Have a little chat about the card. Um, AW do fantastic pre-shows as well with like, like a lot of hype packages. So it'll definitely be worth watching the whole pre-show and like kind of breaking that down as well. Um, so um, we'll have to get up. We'll have to get Troy's predictions on this. He'll have to do some research. Um, so first <laughs> off, we've got on the buyout, the buy-in. Sorry, show um, Serena D versus Allison K for the NWA Women's Title. Who do we have? Deebs. Yeah, Deeb, Deeb. It's, it's not going to that's, that's the easiest one of the night. It's not going anywhere else. Alison Kay literally just left NWA this week. There's no fucking way she's winning that. Um, after this, we've got the Battle of the Colours. We've got John Silver versus Orange Cassidy. <laughs> I like that. It's because um... I wrote it down as Silver versus Orange as well. That's why I thought of that. Um, so who have you got and why? Well, not white, just who have you got? I'm going to have to be I've, orange. I've got orange. I'm going silver. I'm Long Island's favourite. You're that fucking child, John oh, Silver. I think, I think, I think it's, just, it's his first match on pay-per-view. I think there'll be a bit of fuckery uh, for the Dark Order. And I, they, they can easily... They can easily. Yeah, and Brody Lee might come back and help him win it. They can easily explain away an orange casting loss here, like quite easily. Through fuckery mm. and through shenanigans. So I think I think he can take a hit here. Fair okay, okay. After this, we've got the Elite Deletion, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. Who do you got? 
Yeah, so I, see, I don't even know what this match is, so it's, it's really hard to call it. Uh, I'll go with Sammy. I think it's he, a I think, cinematic match. I think yeah. logic says you put the young guy over here. Matt doesn't tend to win these big matches anymore, does he? He tends to, like... He did beat Sammy at the pay-per-view. Yeah, so that was, was Sammy gone. gets his win back. I'm going Sammy. He also said yeah. he also said if he beats Sammy, he's going to delete him. So I think Sammy. Um, next we've got. But I think Jericho Sammy. Bear. I think Sammy might go through some sort of harrowing personality change experience. Maybe. Yeah. Or if Matt, yeah, I think if Matt wins, Sammy will come back like as a face. Um. Also, it gets him out the inner circle for one MJF. Yeah. Um, but I think we'll, right, well, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, well, we'll talk about it now. Actually. MJF versus Jericho. If MJF wins, he's in the inner circle. It's MJF, and you, you, you can't put the brakes on this on this on this storyline. Yeah, I feel like they've kind of done this to like either there's two, one or two options: either MJF wins, he's in the inner circle, he destroys it from within, or Jericho wins, and then MJF like makes his own faction or buys off members of the inner circle to, to then take out yeah. Jericho. Yeah, could go either way. I, I'm going to go MJF if you are. Jericho! Oh, Lone Wolf in it. Who have you got for the tasty MJF? MJF, yeah, MJF. Just because I want more MJF Jericho dancing segments. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, after this, we've got Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page. Kenny! Yeah, I think Kenny, Kenny, I, I think, I think Kenny cleans up here. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you catch my drift. I think so. <laughs> The cleaner's gonna fucking take care of business. This is this is the culmination um, of like a six month, you know, long slow burn heel turn. Longer than that. Six months. It's like an eight month long turn. Yeah. Um. Cheetah versus Nyla. Cheetah. Nyla. Oh. I think Nyla. Oh. I, don't, I, I, don't, I think they don't really know what to do with Sheeta as the champion. Um, I, I feel. I feel like. Them. I feel like the whole point of them putting Nyla and Vicky together was so Nyla would re- regain the belt because she said if she's got a manager, she's got someone who's watching her back to keep hold of it. I just think that they feel more comfortable with, with Nyla as the Monster Heel champion and they can put people around Ny- her. Nyla's fantastic as well and she's like a really good heel champion. Um, I feel like when she lost the belt to Sheeta, it was took off her a bit prematurely. They could have kept that on, on Nyla for like another like two or three months and then have Sheeta take it off with the following show. After I, think, I feel like that was like more of a reward for Sheeta because Sheeta put Sheeta sacrificed a lot uh, at the start of lockdown. She, she, moved to, she moved to the US. She lived. She committed yeah. to over there to make herself available for tapings. That always felt like a bit of a thank you for, for the work she put in. At the start she she absolutely grasped during the lockdown, like when they were doing the uh, shows in QT Marshall School. And um, she's got a soft spot in my heart. That's for sure. And she she had that really good match with Britt Baker. Um. Her Instagram's banned, by the way. She, she does some great like, e- video game cosplay and shit like that. It's awesome. Yeah, e- either way, um, it's going to be a fucking awesome match because these two have, again, yeah, have match, really the, good the, chemistry together. The last match together. is fantastic and it's, they're, they're going to yeah. the shit out of each other. It's going to be great. That last match they had was really, really fun at Double or Nothing. I'm looking forward to it. Um, after this, we've got FTR versus the Bucks. If the Bucks lose, they'll never challenge again for the tag titles, Bucks. And Tony Blanchard <sighs> is banned from ringside. And Tully's banned from inside, and he's going to sue AW for it. Uh, yeah, it's it's the books. Um, 
They're, I'm gonna have to go Bucks. Yeah, they put lots they're of not gonna do the it. same thing they did with Cody when they've not got another set of tag belts. Yeah, it, yeah it's, it makes sense. They put, I, I feel they put, like they put, they put that step in, so either there's gonna be some sort of mega screw. Yeah, we gonna... all we all said the same about Cody though as well. Yeah, I, I feel I feel like um, yeah, but then he just made his own title, didn't he? So you know. Yeah. <laughs> And, and also, I feel like with the books, like they're gonna end up having like a trilogy with FTR. Um, what are FTR? AEW World Tag Team Champs. The Bucks will become TNT Tag Team Champs. Yeah. That's how it will go. <laughs> or, well, Kenny did say they're introducing a trios title uh, in January. Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champs. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of TNT, Cody vs Derby. I really want to say. I think. I think. Darby. I'm going Derby. Yeah. I'm going, I'm Darby. going with Derby. Cody, I don't think they'll switch that many belts. Oh. Yeah. To be fair, I've said every belt's fucking changing so far, except the NWA. I've said the women's is staying. So. I'm going Cody. You you both having Derby? Yeah. Yeah, because I feel so, like they've been building Derby up that when he beats Cody, Cody's going to turn heel on. Well, uh, no, I think Cody's going to turn heel to beat Derby. To beat Derby, yeah. That's the show. And then Sting's, Sting's going to make the save. Oh, he's gonna Sting's going to do the Survivor Series Sting. 2014. <laughs> Sting's going to Sting's, Sting's reform the main event, Mafia. Instead of one Sting. bleach blonde-haired boy, Sting's it's going to be another. Sting, Michael. <laughs> Dolph, Zig- Dolph Ziggler's going to come out with ha- like next week on, on Smackdown with Darby Allen half face paint <laughs> um, you know what you've actually convinced me there big safety I'm going to change my pick to Cody, Cody oh, okay. I'll stay with Darby um, and then Mox versus Eddie Kingston Moxley yeah, Mox. Mox. It, it hurts me to say it, but yeah, I mean, in my in my in my, fa- in my head fantasy, it's, I, it goes to King. I, I, I don't know how he's gonna make him say I quit, but I can't see Mox Ed, Eddie doing King, it. So. Eddie Kingston's a bit of like can be a bit of a shitbag heel though in the situation. To be fair, I just as long as we don't get the shitty pre-recorded finish, I hate that so much. I don't think we will. I think I, I think really it'll hope be, not. I think it'll be either. Mox will whip him by like a stoppage or something because he's literally like Eddie can't even respond or Eddie's gonna just quit and be a shitbag. Doesn't hurt him that much if he does. Let's be no. honest. See, in a perfect world, I've got like if they, if they have like Eddie's mom at ringside or something because they brought him into the, the thing, and then Mox, oh, Mox Mox threatens her at the end because Kingston will quit and like Kingston has to quit to to protect his mom or something. You know. Ed- Eddie Kingston backfists Rene Young and Mox quits. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be gloriously savage, whatever it is. But yeah, I can't. I'm, Kenny Kenny's fated to take the, the belt off Moxley. I think. What if what if um what if Pac gets involved? What if Page wins? If Page beats Omega, then I think what if it all better off? Yeah. Put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, Page beats Kenny all better off. Kenny beats Page. It's probably going to be Kenny Mox too, isn't it? Yeah. But if um yeah if if if, if Page beats if Page wins, then business picks up and we could be we could be seeing Eddie going all the way. But hey hey ho, I mean it's going to be a great show. I've got no, I mean that's a, that's a quality card. Eight matches. They've all they've all got build, which is great. 
Yeah, um, it's, none, of, none of them are being announced on the day of the pay per view, which is great. It's one of those. It's one of those pay per view. Probably, actually, it's one of the most excited I've been for a pay per view all fucking year. Yeah. Um, it's a really good card. Even stuff like Sheeda and Nyla, which they kind of shoehorned in, it's still got like a long term story to it. Where obviously Nyla lost the belt to Sheeda. Yeah, it's it's, um, it's it's Nyla coming back coming back to get hers. And yeah, and she a, a kind of like solution to it was to get Vicky Guerrero. It was like a. And they've even managed to build like Cassidy and John Silver in with the, the space of two weeks. That fucking child. Um, but yeah. That's been our AEW review and our predictions as well. We are we will be doing a live watch along to full gear on yeah, do, do come Saturday join us night if you at time of recording. If you uh, can't join us, do seven enjoy day, it. 7th of November. Um, we'll be starting just before the pre-show starts, probably. As always, I've been Jay, joined by Ben and Aaron. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Untitled Rest Pod. You can find us on YouTube and Facebook at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Uh, ben, do you want to give a quick shout out to the brewery? Yeah, uh, you know, as always, topperbrewing.com for some wrestling themed beers. Um, you're probably too late to get them before the pay per view now. Sorry, guys. Um, but if you want to. You are, to, you are you doing to, face masks as well. We are doing face masks, yeah. I'm wear a mask. Man tomorrow. Wear a mask. Yeah, please do. Stay safe. Lockdown is, is back. Lockdown two. Lockdown harder. Um, yeah, lockdown, lockdown soon. Know your role. Know your role. Here comes the Boris. I don't know. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Bye. Bye. Anna J. More like giving Jim Ross an erection. Oh, oh.